Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Glover's Past. Tonight we welcome a defensive stalwart with more than 130 appearances in green and white. This man won the FA Trophy, the Conference and League 2 with the Glovers before moving to Doncaster where he achieved promotion to the Championship. He was recently spotted at Hewish Park back in a familiar role alongside Terry Skiverton and Roy O'Brien for the Yeovil Town Legends 11 and we are delighted to welcome Adam Lockwood to the Glover's Cast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Our pleasure, our pleasure. Dave's here as well. I'm here as well, yeah. I'll just be the one asking the questions, as always, as always. But yeah, good to have you. Good to have you with us, Adam. Thanks for putting the time in. No worries. Firstly, have you recovered from said Legends game yet? Just about, yeah. It's been a a few weeks and, uh, yeah, a bit sore legs in in the week after, but uh, all worth it. It was a great day. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Adam's just told us off there that he's actually had two games in one week. Is that right? It was a Tuesday, that, Saturday. That week, yeah. So I actually went into the game a little bit stiff anyway. So uh, it's not been uh, retired and then not playing much and then straight back in. But no, it was a br- brilliant day, like I said. Uh, well worth the uh, pain and uh, f- fatigue. It was it was brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, how did you find it? It's um, how long had it been since you've been been back at Hewish Park and seen some of the the faces you around there? Must have been a, a good while for some of them, I imagine. Yeah, uh, obviously when you go to other clubs, I, I 
I came back a few times and um, and obviously everybody went on to pastures new and you, you come across people through the years but to have everybody back together was a real special moment and um, a fitting tribute to to Stano like we all wanted it to be which was um, uh, something that we we you know wanted to do and the effort that Garley and Abby put into to organise the event which was absolutely fantastic and and everybody else that contributed uh, throughout the years as it was to the lead up of it because the pandemic it, uh, absolutely brilliant I can't speak highly enough of everybody that's been involved yeah. I suppose the big question we want to know is did Gary give you a rollicking at half time for being 3-0 down to uh... yeah it was just usual usual fucking <laughs> <laughs> no, teacups no, was here <laughs> we did have a bit of a, a, a laugh about that and the, the times when we not put great performances in and um, obviously the career Gary's had as, as a manager's outstanding as well. So um, it, it was it great to have everybody involved. Yeah, we had a chat with him after the game and I think he said to us, Dinny, Ian, that, that we reckon there was a good 10 years from some of the some of the players you were up against were still playing, weren't they? I think one or two yeah, of them we were playing the next day. <laughs> we did rib Golly a little bit for his selection yeah. of players in the opposition when most <laughs> of them were still playing, but uh, that sums Golly up that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it, it great, and like I said, for well guys to come as well, and um, sure they enjoyed the day as well. Let's let's talk about when you first joined Yeovil. You, you joined in September two thousand and one. A pretty convoluted route, actually. Originally from Wakefield, then you went to Reading and had loan spells at Maidenhead and Forest Green before Yeovil. What appealed to you about Yeovil? What was it that drew you to Yeovil at that time? Uh, I've been uh, on loan from Reading um, to Forest Green and playing week in, week out in, in the conference, as it was called then. Um, I'm lucky enough to, to play at uh, Villa Park in the FA Trophy final for those that, that, the year before. Um, came away a loser, which was a little bit uh, hard to take, but I sort of tasted the... Uh, men's football for the first time on a regular basis. I'd, I'd had a few loans, like I said, at Maidenhead, but I'd spent a fair bit of time at, at Forest Green and uh, I made my mind up at that point. I didn't want to go back and play reserve team football. I wanted to, to get out there and try and progress myself and, and contribute to a first team somewhere. Um, and then got a call off Gary um, expressing their interest in... in uh, taking me uh, on loan initially and uh, obviously Yeovil's got great history at that level of football and, and it matched my sort of ambitions at the time of where they wanted to go and they were pushing for promotion and um, I remember first game we get meeting the guys on on the um, first time I met everybody on the coach on the way to Hereford on a Tuesday night so it was straight into the thick of it, uh, no training session or anything, but um, I was welcomed like everybody did when um, I joined Yeovil um, throughout the town, actually, not just at the club. Um, and I, I, I felt at home straight away and really enjoyed myself um, and hopefully, you know, contributed to as, as kicking on and, and doing well and um, 
we we had no cases and that year got to the trophy final obviously and uh managed to put things right from the year before so yeah. it, was, it was a great time as well that um and i think a lot of the guys that were there were all in the sort of same boat uh very youngish squad um a lot of people with things to prove and, and want to make a name for themselves in in football and you could tell that every day at training the standards were high and everybody drove each other on to, to succeed and, and improve every day, which was a great culture at a football club. Yeah, and you came in, as you said, on loan initially, but it was quite quick, wasn't it, that you made it, it permanent? And you've already said there that you didn't want to go back and, and play reserve team football at Reading. It's a fair drop down, though, isn't it, from where Reading were into into non-league? I mean, there was never any doubt in your mind that once you'd spent that first month of Yeovil, that this was a place where you felt that you could go and achieve what you wanted to achieve as a player. Yeah, and the older I've got, actually, and and I, I realised how important um, feeling at home and, and feeling at a club where you, you, you feel that you can achieve and, and I've Throughout my career, I've gone to other clubs and had that atmosphere. Um, and most luckily for me, uh, they have in, in most of the clubs I've been to, but I have sampled a few where I, it wasn't. Um, and actually, that's the most important thing, I think, as a, as a footballer, because if you're happy and you know, you, you, you're around good people, um, you can succeed in whatever you want to do. And, and and help each other and that that as the older I've got it's it's really became a big thing for me that um your clubs don't always choose you right if you know what I mean and and I suppose a lot of players in the career will will always see that you know it don't work out certain places but for me luckily I've I've enjoyed uh, a lot of success at the clubs I've been to and and felt at home but there has been the odd occasion so like I said, the first day I came, I, I sort of knew, I, I felt this is a place for me uh, to develop. I was quite young, um, a lot to learn, a lot to learn about life. And uh, it, it was great. I, I can't speak highly enough of the area, really. And my, my, my son was born down there. He's, he's 18 now, so that's his claim to fame. He, he, loves, he loves the fact. Um, but, yeah, everybody connected that, that I met were, were absolutely fantastic with me and I can't thank everybody enough. That's good to hear and it's like that's a common trend we hear amongst players from your sort of time at the club about you know how they all felt and the success that that led to it's like it's something that I think ah we just need to bottle that now and bring it back because obviously the that season, you know, that the your first season, we win the FA Trophy, and it, you know, that's a springboard for a lot of success. What do you remember the most about the run to the Cup final that year? There's the three nil down at half time, and then beating Doncaster five four, or there's the semi final against Burton, the two legged final. What what sticks out in your mind of that amazing run? Yeah, the, the Doncaster game actually stands out uh, really. Well, obviously, my family lived down the road, so it was an opportunity where they all came to the game. And um, I remember just where we were at. In, in, 
I know uh, it got back a bit tasty at times. Uh, and <laughs> I remember, did. I remember yeah. Mr. Alford having a few uh, to-dos with the crowd at some points, didn't he, in that game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, my granddad, bless him, my late granddad, he, he, he nearly had a to do with somebody in the players' bar after as well. <laughs> <laughs> But and he wasn't that way inclined. But um, uh, yeah, but yeah, that game was was a, a a big game in terms of we turned it back around. And uh, it's one thing that we always had as a squad was the belief that we were never beaten. Um, and also when we were beating teams, we we really put them to the sword and and went for goals and and tried to entertain. And I think. We were talking about it when, when we were back down about the, the crowds at that time when we were going, not so much that year, but when, when we were going for the championship, uh, some unbelievable crowds and numbers were, were scary really for, for that level of football. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not sure, it, it's very hard to, to say how the atmosphere was not a, just around the club, like I said, around the, the town. Um, unbelievable the following. And, and I think the whole town really connected with that, with that squad. Yeah. And it's um, a story, obviously, with the, the, the game for Adam uh, Stansfield recently. We've heard this story about how before you went to Villa Park on that, that final day, I think it was Mark Lader, the sports psychologist, did this thing where it was, what do you want the newspaper headline to read the next day? And I think Gary was telling us that Stano said he wanted to be man of the match and he wanted to score the goal, which, yeah. which he did. Did they ask you that? Did they did they ask it? And you said, I want to f- do the throw-in for Carl Olford to score an overhead kick in the first, <laughs> first goal. That would be quite something, wouldn't it? I, I, I can't remember, to be honest, what the... Uh, now my big thing was I, I had a, a lot to put right from the year before yeah uh, I didn't like losing um, and to be stood on a, a final pitch uh, when other people you know win and it's very hard to take as a as a, as a sportsman and a sportswoman I suppose and to put that right were a big thing for me uh, I didn't want to feel like that again the year after, uh, I felt lucky that I had that opportunity again. Some players don't have an opportunity at any level to get to finals. Uh, so uh, I was very lucky in, early on in my career. Um, so I was determined to play my part in the team and, um, and, and go there and get a good result. Uh, I still wind Jacko up to this day. Uh, <laughs> about it. So... Um, yeah, brilliant. And I, I I think when I've played in teams that you know you've got a purpose, that you know whatever will get in your way, you, you'll you'll take it on and you'll come out victorious. Um, and we certainly had that feeling within the squad. Um, and and we just pure pure winners really. Yeah. And uh, I say I was watching it again. You know, when we were talking, that throw for Carl Olford's goal—that was hell of a chop from you, wasn't it? Is—is is that something that you've 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 done? Have you got a trademark long throw? Were you Rory Delap before Rory Delap was? No, I don't know really. Uh, it was a fair uh, fair throw, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I always knew that I I had a little bit there, but uh, 
want something that I was sort of renowned for. Um, but again, you, you, we, we want to get to a point where we, we had threats like that and we, we used to work on all sorts of things. Um, we work heavily on set plays and uh, defending and attacking. So looking back, we were quite forward thinking as a club um, and we had a, a young uh, squad that absorbed a lot of that coaching from Gary and, and, and the coaching staff and obviously backroom staff like Matt Lader that came to, to help support as part of our team and um, absolutely, like I said, fantastic times. What do you remember most about that trophy final day? Um, just the, the, the jubilation really of getting that trophy. Um, like I said, we were all pretty young, so probably the first thing a lot of us had won. Um, and a great following that went, I think the whole town must have been there. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just, like I said, uh, it just when you, that's why you play football is to, to have days like that. So, um, yeah, and luckily enough, we had a few days more like it as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, and and that that win, as Ian's already said, seemed to set us on the path to to something. You really felt like something was built. I mean, was that how it felt for you as a player that following season when you saw obviously Gavin Williams came in, Kevin Gould, Kirk Jackson? You've already said. I mean, is that how it felt? You really felt that something was building. Yeah, when when you work hard every day, and and um, you, you you do get that belief that. You know, we, you can do it, um, and we certainly had that team spirit and um, togetherness. Like I said, right through the club, the the off-field staff as well. We all had the same common goal, and um, I, it were always going to be inevitable. I think if you know if we kept the squad together, and and like I said, added, um, we added some great players into the squad and. Obviously, a lot moved on and, and progressed further in the game as well, which uh, actually, when you look back at, at the squad, how many did go on and, and play and, and, and keep progressing. So, um, I think we always sort of knew and had that belief, but it wasn't a short-term belief. It, it was, we were in it for the long haul and we wanted to keep going. Um, and I think it set a great culture at the, at the club. Yeah, that that season you played almost every game. Um, how did it feel to basically steamroller the division? I think more a hundred goals scored, um, ninety odd points. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy either. You know, when you, you, you we we did have a great side. We we're athletic. We were good on the ball. We 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 dug in when we need to. We were competitive. You know, we had every sort of tool that we, we could have wished for. Uh, we had the odd bit of experience in the squad as well, which really helped us. Um, and we did steamroll the teams, but there was a lot of expectation on us uh, throughout the league. And there were, there were some other big sides at the time that were trying to challenge us. Um, and it was always going to be very difficult. Um, and to, to do what we did in that league is not, a, not an easy task uh, in any league at any level. Um, and 
like say play all those games and to be as consistent as we were um we were relentless and and we talked about the other day teams come and they just couldn't handle us really with, with us how relentless we were and, and how fit we were so and and that didn't come easy we worked hard for that as well yeah i mean looking back through some of the results in that season there was was there one that that stood out obviously when we we're talking to goalie um last summer he mentioned the game up at halifax uh on that tuesday night where two nil down and then he scored a hat trick, which he is well, probably why he remembered it. But I was going to um, say that's why. Garland yeah, that's why he remembered. <laughs> but but I mean that the, the, were there moments there where it really felt like yeah you can't stop. I mean four 0 at Doncaster when we won the won won the title six one at home to Burton four 0 at Dagenham just so many games where we were just completely outclassing teams. Yeah, I remember that. I, I do remember the Dagenham game um, and. I'll try and outdo goal at Ashgard as well, which were not always all the time. But I remember that Dagenham were obviously a, a team that challenged at that time, and, and they always um, recruited very well and um, had a good, great catchment area. Um, but w- when we went there and did what we did to those them at that time, um, I think that were a big, you know, plus for us that we knew that if we kept going that. It, the title were going to be ours, um, you know. Obviously, like Doncaster as well. They they were always pushing. Um, Chester teams like that were always they were always there and thereabouts, and and invested very heavily in the playing squad. Um, had a lot of experience, so it, it, there were some very tough games. Yeah, and then so the next season, you know, tougher games than the first season in in the league. You were a regular, but the following season when we got promotion to League One, you struggled with injuries, I think. Was that a challenging time for you when we got into League One? Yeah, um, obviously, it's always hard when you get injuries. I had a a knee injury that just kept... I I had operation on it and it it was bothering me a fair little bit um, and had a few setbacks. um, And like I said, Things don't always go well. I'd, I'd had a great run. I'd sort of played nearly every game for a few years on end. And I suppose looking back now, it, it does catch up with you at times. Um, and uh, like I said, we, we worked hard to always recover. And anybody that's got injuries worked worked really hard to, to recover and come back and want to be part of the side. And we did keep improving. Um, so it's always going to be hard to to. You know, when, when you miss out, somebody else gets an opportunity. And that's the good thing about the squad that we had. Um, and then at, at that time, uh, eventually, I think it was that season where I went on loan to Torquay. Um, so that that were a, a good experience for me as well. Got, you know, I've been at the club a while and um, it, it was great to get my fitness back and... Um, Played in some good games down there, so um, I had a good FA Cup run at the time. And then uh, luckily I, I came back and managed to get back into the side and um, finished the season strongly. Yeah, and I think it was around that time, that 2005-2006 season. Obviously, Gary left for 
Bristol City midway through that season. As you mentioned there already, you, you had a couple of months on, on loan at, at Torquay. What do you remember about that time when Gary left? Because he was obviously the person who, who brought you all together in such a, a, a figure and a, and, and a leader. I mean, things must have felt quite different when he'd moved on and um, there were there were other people there. Because would it have been, was it Tomo? Was uh, Steve yeah, Thompson? Tom, yeah, yeah Tomo, Tomo uh, took charge then. Um, and like I said, we, we we did finish the season quite strongly in the end. And um, But going back to obviously Gary moving on, that has to happen in football. You know, I, he probably felt that he'd gone as far as he could with us, maybe. Uh, I don't think Gary would have, have moved. Um, you know, he wouldn't have made that decision very lightly. He'd he, he have thought hard and, and it, it were a great step up for him in terms of, um, challenging himself in a new challenge and in, in football I know fans obviously don't like that sometimes and everybody wants everything to, to stay the same for a long time but it can't people evolve things people's circumstances change um, it's sometimes good for a club that it gets freshened up um, and I, I remember at that time that I felt that things were but people were going to probably move on and um, like I said I got an opportunity uh, and it, it, I had a lot of personal reasons as well in terms of why um, I choose to move on as well um, and I felt the time were right for me um, luckily it, it worked out okay and, and it progressed me, doesn't always but you have to make those calls in, in football and um, I think there were a number of players did that at that time. That um, it was time, and maybe it was time for the club. It was the right time for club because the overall also kept progressing as well, which were great. It's great to see. So, was there an opportunity for you to stay under Russell Slade, or was that decision sort of made in your mind already? I'd already made my mind up. Yeah, I'd, I'd come across Russell quite a bit uh, in my time, and. Uh, I didn't even have a conversation. Um, I made my mind up that the time were right to move on, and um, you know, I, I, I that, he respected that decision when when I said it at, towards the end of the season. You know, well, at the end of the season, that um, it, it was something that I wanted to do, and for my family, and um, like I said, it was the time were right for me personally, and. And and I think maybe for the club, like I said, it's you can't stay forever. Uh, some some do, but my circumstances were, I felt it was the right time. Yeah, presumably being closer to home, Wakefield to Doncaster is a lot closer than Wakefield to to, to Yeovil. That must have been a part of it, I thought. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it it opened up, you know, for my family to to see me play in in my career as well and. Um, they, they did. They used to come down to Yeovil quite a lot. They loved it. Still talk about the days. And my parents still, you know, in, in contact with people. And um, um, they 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 always like to try and get a chance to return down. So that that's testament to to the area and how me, not just me, but my whole family were trek and um, and. Like I said, it, I can't speak highly enough. It can't really put words into it how 
how we was Chet as a family and um but on the other hand they they could come to every game then um yeah it, it were a big thing my grandparents used to come to every game at Doncaster and um they they did follow me at Yeovil as well <laughs> they never took their eye off the telly and the I don't know if it was a video printer then back in them days. Probably was. Yeah. Facts. But no, it, like I said, it, it, there were other parts of, of my family life that it, it boosted as well. So, yeah, and I mean that first season you had at Doncaster, you won the um, whatever it would have been called then, Johnson John, Paints. Or... Yeah, Johnson Paints. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. didn't want to point out that you did come back and lose at, at Yeovil. We we were looking back and uh, lost one 0 when he came back in April, which we'll, we'll just put. I mean, that might, was that a strange yeah. experience coming back for that first time as an opposition player, or were you made to feel welcome? Yeah, it was. No, I, I would definitely felt to me felt um, welcome, but um, very strange. You know, and and me being me, I didn't want to lose either. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we had to point out we did have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you know that that's part and parcel. And at at the time, uh, you know, Doncaster set their sights very high, and and there there were a lot of pressure on us as a squad to to keep progressing at Doncaster. And it's quite interesting how they sort of mirrored Yeovil up the leagues um, and um, yeah it's certainly disappointing to come but we like I said we got um, we got a trophy under his belt again which I'm lucky enough to be involved in uh, in my career and um, that was a, a great day as well playing uh, Bristol at, at the Millennium so um, like I said some great memories Yeah like we said you made it to the championship with with Doncaster beating Leeds in the playoff final, so that must have been pretty sweet. With uh, future yeah, Glover's yeah. legend James Hater scoring the winner in that one. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously Hates. Um, it, it, it was funny actually. Hates like coming to Yeovil after that. You know, it, um, it, great day. Um, another one for my family. Really, I remember. Um, Going back to Leeds, having been released as a as a youngster there, um, so I was you always want points to prove, like I said earlier, um, and that were a, a big one for my family um, that supported me as a junior. Took me, you know, weeks on weeks and every night of the week up <laughs> traveling to all around the north of England at that time, and a lot of sacrifice went, and obviously when. When you think that you you get released and you think your dreams are over, um, it's it's a big knock. Um, and I remember my dad saying uh, to the coaches, "You'll regret this." Not that they did regret it, but <laughs> uh, and they did that day. <laughs> well, in, yeah, I, like I said, I, I was lucky enough. Our our captain that season, um, I I took a nasty injury. Uh, not long before the end of the season uh, and I'd, I'd missed quite a few games and actually the first game back with the final uh, in terms of being back in the squad so I, I probably wasn't fit if I'm being honest but I had to you know <laughs> fully well I, was, I wouldn't have uh, you know I wouldn't sacrifice the place I was fit enough um, but that was a big big moment for me to 
I'd been played most of the games that year and uh, it had been sad to miss out on that day. Um, like I said, we were lucky enough to to put things right and and um, so we'd had some setbacks as well towards the end of the season. We we got beat at Cheltenham uh, and uh, at the time we got picked to the to the promotion, automatic promotion. Um, so it, it were a big set setback for us. We'd sort of been up there all season um, and to get picked on the last day, it were a blow. But we, again, were part of a great squad there and, and, and some great people. Um, and we regrouped and managed to put that right at, at Wembley, which were great. Um, so, like I said, uh, that was really good times for, for my dad. And, you know, that he sort of felt justified in his comments because um, it's not it's not always easy to say things like that, but I think he truly did believe it. But like I said, that was our little world and Leeds, I don't think, really would have regretted it. <laughs> but uh, with, with the, the size of the club they are, but for us as a family, it were a big thing. So, Were there any similarities between that Doncaster team and the one you've been part of at Yeovil? Was there a things that, comparisons you can draw? Yeah, definitely. That common goal um, and everybody pulling in the same, same direction, the whole club. Uh, on and off the pitch, um, the, the, very much into the detail and the small things mattered on a day-to-day basis and it was all about doing the right thing. Um, a great manager and coaching staff there and Sean O'Driscoll and Rich O'Kelly and they sort of went on and were involved at the highest level um, and... Very, I, I see the similarities between the two clubs, um, and and it's no coincidence really. When you had, we punched above his weight quite a lot in the in the championship, and um, like I said, I, I think that comes when you build a great culture, and they're definitely very similar as clubs for that reason. Later on in your career, you went to Oldham Athletic to play under Lee Johnson. Um, was he a different manager compared to a player and how many tricks of the trade did he take from his dad? Yeah, a little bit. It, it were a funny one, really. I'd, um, I'd gone to Bury in between that um, when I left um, uh, Doncaster. Things didn't really work out there. It, it wasn't a great time. Um, and it's well publicised where Bury ended up. Uh, great club um, I definitely think there were things you know that weren't right at that moment and um, within the club we got told quite early on that a number of players that we we wouldn't be involved and basically we had to find his way out that, that was the first time in my career I'd sort of been trekked like that um, so great development for me as a person that I had to focus and, and sort of one thing I, I did promise that I would always turn up for training every day. Um, and there, there's a lot more to it in terms of, you know, the, the politics behind the clubs and, and things. And uh, there are, like I said, there are a number of players that uh, basically no matter what they did, were going to be involved in, 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 in the first team squad. So it's hard to swap 
follow and you've worked so hard all your career. And But I get it. I understood the game at that point. I was experienced. And like I said, the fans there deserved and, and the club deserved that I turned up every day and uh, worked as hard as I did if I were, if I were playing every game. And luckily, I, I did get a few opportunities, but they were short-lived. I were in the team and then straight back out, even though we were quite successful when, when I did, which were, again, bit of character building you have to take it on the chin and um at a certain point I, I'd had enough and um I said to the manager at the time that like I'm sorry but I, I can't do this anymore I, I've I'd rather step away from from it and um like I said it were a hard thing to do when you've worked so hard all your career to to be consistent and loyal and honest and um, at that moment in time, uh, I felt it wasn't right what was happening, and I decided my contract wasn't really worth what what I was going through. I'd rather step away and go play part time or go and enjoy my football again. So I stepped away, had a few weeks off, and then got a, a quite a few calls from clubs. But I'd, everybody were ringing me up, my dad and. My, uh, people that advised me at the time saying what what have you done you can't sign for another club um, because I'd, I'd actually said in the transfer window had shut so I couldn't sign for any other club uh, other than sort of conference north conference south level um, so I wasn't too bothered I'd got myself to a state of mind that there was sort of more to life than being trapped like that um, so I went and played for Geisley at the time then uh, which really reignited my my passion for the game. Uh, took me to, back to be, being a youth, really, even though I was old and my legs were, were tired. <laughs> uh, it, it was sort of why I got involved in football and um, the people were there working hard, you know, working two jobs and playing and training as hard as pros train. Um and it really opened my eyes to there's another side to, to football and um, really got my passion back and really enjoyed it. At the time, then Lee were at uh, Oldham, like you said, and um, we'd, we'd always been in contact on and off. And he, he said, oh, why did you come sort of training? And I said, oh, I'm not sure. You know, I think it might be time to hang my boots up. Or, but to be honest, I was too young at that time. Um and so I ended up going training there a few times during the week um, for for a good month or two. Well, because it, it was sort of October time, I think, when when I had left Bury, um, and I couldn't sign for anybody till January anyway, until um, the window back open. So, like I said, everybody were questioning, "Are you mad? Or you know, why why have you done that? <laughs> why didn't why didn't you stay till till?" January and I, I had a bit more moral sort of compass and, and um, I, I decided morally that, that the right thing to do was to step away from, from the club at Bury. So, um, and then, like I said, I, I was training then at, at Oldham. Really enjoyed that as well. Um, and then as soon as the window opened, uh, Lee offered me a, a contract to go back there short term contract 
for the rest of the season and um, my first game were back at Anfield in the FA Cup. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I were on the bench, but... Um, Still. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it just shows you, you know, I, I'd gone from, and I can't speak highly enough of Geisley as well at the time, that, that what they did for me and in, in, in as a club, and it's a great little club. Um, so, yeah, it was good, and it just shows you a little bit of how football works sometimes. So... Yeah. And and what about Lee? As a, was it was it strange? Obviously, having been a teammate of his at Yeovil for so long, was he quite a different character as a manager? I imagine he would have had to be. Yeah, he he, he definitely had to to change a little bit, and he, he what I thought he did really really well. And like I said, he, his career as a manager is is done it outstanding. Um, and it's not an easy game to to be in. Um, and he, he, he was again, he was forward thinking. And um, I, I was just at that time, I was I pleased to go and try and help him out. Uh, at the time, uh, the, he was sort of not struggling, but the, the, the whole the game was changing. Um, you know, Oldham was a club where they had to rely on a lot of younger players. Um, and he asked me to come in and help him sort of mentor some of those younger players and, and try and help them on on the on their road to a, a career. Um and some have, have gone gone on and done really, really well. And it like I said, I, I would just really to have that opportunity to to sample things as an experienced pro, an old pro, uh, and pass on the experiences and advice and my mistakes that I made and Try and help people in their career were, were a great opportunity for me, and and also on the coaching side of it a little bit, I got a little taste of that, and he included me in some of some of those things, and um, it was great, great time. I really enjoyed myself there. Um, had a, a great couple of years. So when I thought that my boots were well and truly gone, but <laughs> invited you back. You've um. Touched on Geisley already. You were another member of the class of Gary Johnson who stepped into management and you ended up saving them from relegation, didn't you? What was it like stepping into the manager's shoes and did you take anything that you'd learned from Gary or Lee in that time to to yeah. prepare yourself for that? Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was, it was tough at first in, in terms of how it came about. Um, you know, I'd been involved with with a, a good great group of lads and and those opportunities like i said that they don't come about until you know somebody loses a job and i was disappointed about that i've been you know uh, in a squad where a manager loses a job it, it, it's it's not great i don't i times where it, it's never good as a player um and then the, the club Asked me to, to help out in the short term, which which I did. I, I enjoyed it, and my focus really was doing the best thing for the club. Um, and then it so I just progressed from there really, and and then they offered me the opportunity to from caretaker to if I if I wanted it full time, which um, I thought it was good opportunity. Um, and and the main thing my focus was was on helping the club. We were in a bad situation, 
Um, I were lucky enough, I, I uh, brought in Dave Penny, which was my old manager as well. Um, at Doncaster, he signed me at Doncaster, um, and like I said, it, it, some people always say, "Oh, you know, Pens, he, he he might want he might have wanted that job," and I was like, you know, I I couldn't have the opportunity of having somebody with such experience like him at that level of football to come and help me, uh, and he's he's a genuine guy, um, so I never felt threatened by him in terms of that. He, he only ever give me help and support and guidance and um, and being in the game a long, long time, knows how it operates. He's, he's now chief executive at York City and having um, a little bit of success there as well. Um, so uh, we we went on and we, we signed some great players. Um, and it, it was funny really how we managed to get some good players in that the the, the appeal of playing training two nights a week and and uh, playing on a Saturday in in a professional league at that at that time most of the clubs in the national league were full time um, it opened quite a few doors for some players that shouldn't have been playing at that level um, and like I said we we were well adrift at the bottom of, of the uh, league and managed to stay up on a lot, basically the last kick of the game uh, against uh, Torquay. Um, at, at home, so uh, that were that, that were brilliant, you know, and, and a lot of challenges as a manager and a coach as well. So, uh, but loved every minute of it. Um, and then uh, the season after, um, we sort of discussed of where we wanted to be, and um, me and Dave were quite honest in our approach that. Guys is a, a very small club, great club, lovely people. Um, like I said, I can't speak highly enough, but the infrastructure needed a, a lot of attention uh, to, to, to progress first. And I'm a big believer in that, that you build throughout the, the club in, in terms to be ready to, to go to the next level. Um, and we've, we just felt that we weren't at that moment in time. We needed a lot of work to happen that year. To, to keep progressing and, and make it sustainable. Um, and I don't know. They must not have liked, the, <laughs> liked what we said because four games gone, we, we, we'd, we'd lost his jobs. But um, it, it, it was a strange one. And again, it, it, I, I knew how football operates sometimes and um, it, it was a shame. Um, but the club felt it was the right thing to do at the time. And you've got to respect that and, and move on. But I certainly learned things from that decision as well. Yeah. It's it's something Gary said to us again when we spoke to him after the game, that he has a, a real personal pride in how many players from that, that team that he assembled that won the trophy and obviously everything after that have gone on to be managers. I mean, Lee's an, an obvious one. Daz, da, da, Darren Way, obviously yourself um you know there's 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 lots of can't think of any of the others off the top of my head but there is Skiro, Gavin Skiro. Williams. yeah there you go yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that they've all gone on to to do their own things i mean what was it always something that you wanted to do when you'd you know finish finish playing to get into the coaching and manager i wasn't sure really um not too sure um 
like I said, it sort of just all happened quite quickly. Um, at, at the time, I had, I had some um, decisions. Obviously, I, I'd made a call to... Um, I, I could have stayed at Oldham as a player coach when Lee left um, to go to Barnsley. Um, and again, at, at the time, I, I, uh, I had some discussions over it and I just felt it wasn't right for me. Um, I'd got an opportunity where I'd been offered a job um, and obviously Geisley offered me a, a part-time contract. So I, I felt that was the right time to sort of transition into um, the end of my career sort of thing um, and a, a good opportunity to do that and I felt at that time that was the best thing for me and my family. Yeah. So. And, and you're still involved now or you're, you're, you're currently involved at um, Wakefield AFC, is that right? In a yeah, yeah. yeah, it's obviously my home city uh, club and we we haven't got a team, <laughs> or we didn't have a team. Uh, it were a big thing for me over the years that um, that people in this area and and youngsters that they didn't have an affinity to a club. Um, it were all Leeds, Barnsley, Huddersfield, Doncaster, Sheffield clubs. Um, they're they're the main sort of clubs, um, and what a couple of businessmen that were, were behind setting the club up and, and had to set it up right at sort of step 11, step seven of non-league. So really at the bottom, um, had this vision of, of setting something up. There's, I mean, there's 330,000 people in Wakefield in, in the population and um, not to have a, a, a football club um, that something had to really change and I wanted to be part of that. So it's sort of a, a voluntary thing and get involved. And uh, my partner, she, she thinks I'm absolutely mad because you end up spending, uh, you know, 24 hours a day. It's, it, it's at any level of football. If you're going to do it properly, you, you spend a lot of time and uh, and actually lower down that you, you're doing multiple jobs and, um, I, I've loved every minute of it, um, and we we just got promoted. Um, in fact, the when I was down in Yeovil, um, that's when they they got the trophy that week. Uh, and got 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 promoted, so they, they got made champions. So uh, we're now up to step six of non-league football. So. Um, Hopefully we we're looking to to progress. Um, we've had some investors coming from Brazil, um, well Brazilian Americans who live in America, um, and they took the majority shareholding. Like I said, it's it's a small club, but we want to to push it on and um, invest in the future in the community. So um, yeah, spending a, a lot of time doing that as well. So hopefully we can build and. The crowds are, are sort of picking up. We, the last couple of games of the season, we we're getting six, seven hundred um, wow. through the gate, which um, is for that level of football is unreal, really. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we don't know where it's going to end up, or you know, hopefully things will progress and and 
but certainly I'm, I'm wise enough to, to football that one thing you've got to do is work hard over a lot of years to to get success. So. Yeah, show them, show them that throw in from the FA Trophy final all those years ago. <laughs> yeah. no, it's good. It's 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 a good good thing really that um, I, I started off managing and I've sort of gone more helping uh, behind the scenes and building the infrastructure and um, advising and things like that. Uh, I'm quite busy with my job as well, so um, I couldn't couldn't do it all uh, so we had to make a decision which way which I want to be sort of involved in the long term future and uh, you never I didn't, didn't want to get the sack so <laughs> <laughs> you can do the sacking now yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think coaching is something you'd like to get back into is it uh, an, an ambition or are you just quite happy doing the kind of things you're doing now uh, I, my approach now is, is to, to really enjoy football and and um, be involved in it, but sort of give things back wherever I can. It's given me a lot of joy. Um, like now, we, we were doing a lot of um, initiatives where we're getting local community grassroots clubs come in, and we um, we had a, a day that was um, for the her game two movement. So we, we set all that up. We had a lot of uh, ladies and, and girls, local teams come. Um, and, and just seeing the joy on uh, a lot of kids' faces. We, we, we play out of Everston Rovers rugby league ground. So it, it's great facilities. It's about an 8,000 capacity. Um, so we, we've got a lot of work to fill it. But uh, we, we get a, a decent atmosphere and... Uh, it's, it's a good facility um, for, for that level of football. It, it, it probably hold up in, in League Two, probably, um, maybe even League One at times. So the facilities are phenomenal and it, it's everybody's cup final and the common players. Um, so just to see the local community, kids and, and people being involved and having those smile on faces and um, something for my local community to, to be uh, proud of. That's my main aim. So in terms of your question, I, I think that side of it now appeals to me more than anything. That, yeah. um, to be involved in that and uh, like I said, hopefully build a fan base up for a, a club that sprouts up out of nowhere um, will be a big thing for me to to achieve that and be part of achieving that so yeah. and, and get to the FA Cup draw Yeovil and then go back and, and win at Hewish Park yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like I said we we, we, we are pushing and uh, we're going to be realistic and um, we're, we're definitely setting the sights high um, but each level is very very difficult yeah, yeah. Like, you know and um, We'll, we'll certainly show a lot of people respect and, and work hard to, to keep progressing. Sounds brilliant. Yeah, sounds, that sounds like fantastic. A, yeah, to be yeah, involved it, in a project it, like that. It's quite refreshing. Yeah. It, it's a refreshing thing. Um, you don't get those opportunities in football 
for that to don't come along very often where there's mm. those opportunities so it, it's good well thank you very much for speaking to us tonight adam um top man and, and thank you for all your efforts for yeovil town in your time with us is greatly appreciated certainly by uh, myself and dave i mean i spent my young days watching that team i grew up with that team that you were a part of and yeah seeing you all back at hewish park a, a couple of weeks ago was um absolutely fantastic so uh yeah thank you for your your time at yeovil oh yeah i'd i'd, I'd say similar echo it really that thank thank you to everybody at yeovil really and, and the fans and the, and the town and uh for for giving me that opportunity in my lifetime as well um uh, something that all my family will remember and uh, never know we might have a branch of the Wakefield Parts Club down there maybe <laughs> come on down you're welcome yeah yeah, yeah. there's a good away day on the cards isn't there absolutely yeah looking forward to it now <laughs> top man Adam thank you so much no thank you thanks for having me and with a quick turn skipper Alex Dock slams it in Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com